Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here with my co-host, Angela Donadio. Angela, I'm excited for this episode. We have explored our mission, vision, the distractions we encounter as we are on our mission and vision, and now comes action. Mm-hmm. Putting into action God's mission and vision for our lives, putting a plan into place that will change our lives and the people around us. I'm so excited to talk about action today and how we can really put our feet to what we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Yes. And you know, this month we are providing tools such as downloads. So guys, just remember that if you go on the website, you will be able to uh, see downloads there, you know, the mission template, vision template, and just kind of how to encounter distractions biblically, and now how we can take action and some different links to planners we've used and other tools if they're a benefit to you. And it's to help sort through life's mess and stay on mission with the vision of God. You know, it is easier to theorize and hope for things to happen, but planning and praying is really the magic sauce. (laughs) But there's also a profound truth that one of my pastors recently shared from a book called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. While we run around trying to prioritize our priorities, plural, we miss the reality that we cannot achieve multiple priorities well. It is, in fact, one priority, singular, that we are called to, Jesus Christ. Everything flows out of that. It is through this lens that we determine what we are called to. I love that, Denise. Multiple priorities. We cannot do them well. Something will suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, as a woman, I think sometimes we hear how women are great multitaskers. And <laughs> we can do a lot I of things. I think men made that up. <laughs> now, hop two. <laughs> You know, we got a baby on the hip and we're cooking and we're cleaning and we're on our phone and answering an email, but something does suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, as a writer, I'm working on my second book. I'm under a deadline, but I was then asked to play for a local community theater for their Christmas shows. And I realized I just was not going to be able to do multiple things well. So I put the book aside. I also realized, you know, having just released a book in September, now writing another one, I felt like I'd had a baby and I was mm. pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> and although I'm so excited about writing this second book, I realized as I was playing for the show that I actually needed that reprieve. Mm. And sometimes we are more creative after we've set aside a time of rest or reprieve. And to know I cannot do all these things that I'm doing at the same um, high-functioning level. Yes. Something is going to suffer if we continue that pace, which is unhealthy. Our our work may suffer. Our family may suffer. Our health may suffer. Um, And to to understand seasons where something might need to move more to the front burner and then needs to move back so Mm. that something else can take a greater priority. You know, sometimes I have a little guilt when people will come up and say, wow, how are you doing all this? You know, I'm Mm. just like, oh, I don't know. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) But I realize it's it really does bring him glory because I say, wow, I'm just amazed at God. Mm. Because really, I don't know, he just, it's like he downloads things and I'm just willing to sit there and listen, you know, mm. like Mary. That's I mean, right. And sometimes I'm not, okay? I just <laughs> want to be real. I always come back to that so you guys don't think, oh, you know, I have to do this always perfectly. No. But sometimes our action, what you just said is paramount in the life of a believer. Our action is to rest. You know, and sometimes I'll find, you know, I have to slow my pace down. I'm just going to make myself sit. Mm. I'm going to make myself just read the Bible, nothing else, because I I do try to be so productive. Mm. And I think that's good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've kind of bought the lie that we have to always be multitasking. We really don't. Um, True. 
we can trust God that as we prioritize Him, that He will let us get to the priorities He's called us to. As we seek to define our lives and schedules by this one priority of Christ, this leads us to another principle to help us put into action the mission God has called us to. And the mission God has called us to rules our schedules instead of our schedule ruling Mm -hmm. us. That's so good. I want to say ugged that. (laughs) Because so many times, you know, I'll, I'll feel like, oh, Lord, I just feel, just feel the grind. You know, and it's like, uh, get up, do this, you need to exercise. Oh, I always tell myself, well, maybe if I exercise after lunch today. <laughs> I have found that exercising after lunch does not always happen. <laughs> so it's not so easy. You know, Angela, I know you and I are cut from the same cloth, but we are both busy gals. Do you have any strategies for taming your schedule? You know, I do. I physically set limits on social media, like we've talked about mm-hmm. before. I also have designated different areas of my home for different purposes. So the family room is my family room. You know, I I write in the basement. I do work at my computer. And I think if we just kind of blur all that together, there's no clear boundaries. And that is hard to, to stay focused on what our priorities should be. You know, boundaries is not a dirty word. It's a healthy word for us. And something you said a second ago I thought was so interesting we feel like we have to be productive all the time. Mm. But Jesus even needed to pray. Yes, Jesus had to take time in the mornings to hear the heart of the Father. And I think if he has to do that, how much more do I need to? There's productivity in waiting in his presence. That was that yeah. tension between Mary and Martha. Martha found all that value and productivity. And Mary found value in his presence. And I feel like if we spend the time in his presence... We will be not only productive in that, but that will then cast its shadow on what we do Mm. and cause even our work to be far more productive than what it would have been. That's so good. And, you know, I, uh, this Christmas, um, I kind of joked about with you earlier before this podcast, but I, um, we had a non Pinterest perfect Christmas. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was very productive leading up to Christmas. But I was very intentional about, I'm going to wrap all the presents in one day. And I'm going to assign different kids to help me wrap different things. We're going to be done with it. And I'm just going to enjoy Christmas mm-hmm. Day. We didn't put makeup on. We didn't even do pictures, which I'm a little bit lamenting. But my, we just wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know. And I think sometimes we can get so like, oh, but it has to look like this. It has to. No, it doesn't. You know, just enjoy God's presence. And I also think of putting the big rocks in first into mm. our schedules. And what I mean by that is we've talked about God has to be first. Everything flows from that. So this is a discipline and we can get off track. But if we will put the big rock in first, the big rocks, plural, what God has called us to, and we put that in our schedule, you know, it might be that exercise is also a big rock because, you know, if we don't take care of ourselves. Mm. We're not going to be around. And Jesus Christ and His Word, though everything falls in line after that. Another key principle is boundaries, like you were just talking about. Setting boundaries in our schedule and our lives protects us. God's boundaries for us lie in pleasant places. So as we put those big rocks in, we put those boundaries in. You know, what, what boundaries do you have, Angela, to protect your mission? You know, Denise, as you were saying that, I was thinking, um, if we really sit down and say, okay, this is my big block of work. If you let's say you have a, a career and it's X amount of hours, here's my block for sleep. Here's my block for other things that are essentials. Then you're going to see how many actual flex hours you have out of the week. That's all we have 
to, to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we really have 24 hours. We may end up with having two or three a day and dividing that into what is the best use of my time mm. that is going to help us to protect our mission mm. and to put those boundaries in, in place. And, you know, as we stay focused on what God has called us to do, I don't know who said, first said this, but I actually wrote about this in, in part of my book, but good is the enemy of best. Yes. There's a lot of good things that I could spend my time on. Is it the best thing that I could do? We've covered a lot of ground this month about getting our mission and vision from God and removing distractions. So maybe if someone didn't get a chance to do that, they could go back and listen to that and, and help remove anything out of the way that maybe is good, but it might not be God's best for their life. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about this scripture in Ecclesiastes where it talks about, in vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling mm. for food to eat. God grants sleep to those he loves. Mm. And I think sleep, the fact that we need yeah. the sleep cycle is humbling. Yeah. It you is know, humbling. we are weak, you know, and we, we've got to be restored. And so at times, I'll be honest, I've pulled all-nighters when mm-hmm. I was writing my last book mm-hmm. because I didn't know where I was going to have the time. Or I'd wake up at two with this idea in my head, oh, i got to get up and write. I don't think that was ideal, you know, though I will say that time where there was no noise around me sure. was so beautiful to be able to write. But I realized, you know, and God reminded me of that scripture that, no, you know, th- these blocks, these boundaries are good for you, Denise. You know, you need those. And so sometimes when I think of action, because that's our word here, we think of work, 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 but it's rest too we've been talking about. And I can just get busy working. But a phrase I heard many years ago, I think part of the Franklin planning system is, Work smart, not hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably grammatically incorrect, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. <laughs> Our next principle, setting goals is essential, but not just pie-in-the-sky goals. Goals that are just dreams are not really goals. And if we work smart toward those goals, in other words, really think about how can I efficiently achieve those goals And I like how Michael Hyatt discusses those SMART goals we talked about again, that they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And there's been so much God has done through me because I dared to have goals surrounding the vision that He gave me. And they were SMART goals, goals that I was accountable to. And when I did not meet the goal, it was not as if it was over. Hmm. I would just get back up to the drawing board and try to redefine the goal. Okay, uh, maybe that wasn't as, uh, you know, relevant or achievable. <laughs> Lord, what what is? You know, just mm-hmm. don't don't feel condemned by it. That's know? so good, Denise. And this is hard work. I mean, we can all have a goal, but in our reality, our goals cannot always be achievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe I want to be a marathon runner, but I have a bad knee and, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. the time to devote to to practicing running the way I would have to, to be a marathon runner. So I've got to pray over the goals and see, is this a goal that really is a God-ordained goal for me at this season in my life? And can I really set, you know, the parameters around that? Do I have a time to yield to it so that it's an actual achievable goal? Mm. You know, another key principle is accountability. Whether it is someone we ask to hold us accountable or a program we enroll in, accountability can often be the missing key to success. Our integrity is what we do and who we are when no one is looking. Accountability helps us to not just say what we want to do. It puts feet to our hopes and goals as we have a partner to help us stay on task. Angela, do you have any accountability stories in your life or partners that made a difference? 
Well, all through my life, I've tried to reach out to women to be accountability partners to me, especially in areas that I saw of strength in their life that were weakness in mine. But I believe having deadlines will really help hold us accountable. Otherwise, things just stay open-ended. And I think I said it a minute ago, but a deadline is not a dirty word. Hmm. And even Jesus only had three years to accomplish what he was called to do. And I think about that sometimes, three years, Denise. I know. That's a that's a blip on the radar screen. Yeah. It goes so fast. And yet he sought his father every morning and stayed on mission. Mm. There were other people. There were other tasks. There were other things. He did what God the Father wanted him to do. So when we seek God in the deadlines, we put a frame around something that he's called us to do, then it doesn't just go on and on. I talk to women who have goals, but it never moves anywhere. Mm. Sometimes we don't want people to hold us accountable Like my husband, for example, you know, he went with me finally to Africa after I'd been many times and he saw a lot of areas that I was spending my time and my resources. But when he saw me with the pastor's wives and how these micro enterprise loans were really changing the lives of these pastors and the communities, he just said, Angela, that is what God has called you to do. Hone Mm -hmm. in on that. Because we sometimes are too close to something. We need someone else who can come in and objectively speak life and say this is where I think you need to crystallize your vision and and yes. narrow your focus you know um when you were just talking about Christ in three years of ministry the word that came to my mind was also preparation mm. 30 years of mm. preparation and I think in our goals we need to realize sometimes we have a goal I want to do this but we're not ready for it that's true we're not prepared enough yeah and so like when I started blogging it really was out of a place of I was in so much pain physically mm. and I really was stuck in this chair not feeling well in uh, 2014 and I just started to write from that place wow and it was preparation God needed to do before a few years later I would actually do a book proposal absolutely and you know, so if, if Christ needed preparation, I think we need it. And I confess, sometimes I've not appreciated accountability. You know, you're talking about, you know, from my husband when it comes to exercise or eating healthily. <laughs> but I realize that's my flesh. The flesh does not want to be disciplined. It wants what it wants. And if we follow the flesh, it leads us to destruction. So this mission, this vision that God's called us to, and those distractions we face, and as we're putting things into action— our flesh is going to resist. Expect mm. that. Expect it. But there's so many beautiful principles that can help us to be faithful to the calling of God in our lives. We can resist the flesh. We can overcome because Christ overcame. That's right. It has been so great to see God loves us even when we're messy. Mm-hmm. Like you said, don't live in condemnation. If we don't meet a goal, we just refocus. We give that back to the Lord. We pick up where we are. And we keep on moving forward. Amen. Well, it has been so great this month just focusing on the calling of God on our lives, being faithful to that calling, not letting ourselves being tripped up by distractions and putting into action that calling, not us achieving it, God achieving it through us. And next week, Angela, I'm excited because mm. we have Arlene Pelican coming. Yay. And she is going to help us navigate this trendy world we're in and how to be able to be connected, but not let it be an idol. I love that. I cannot wait. The raw truth is the plans God has for us are certain, even when we feel our plans aren't. Radical grace, even when we make a mess of our schedules, God is still sovereignly weaving our moments 
and we get to play a part in his overarching mission and real hope when we seek to honor God with the time he has given us God will take that offering and use it in amazing ways you've been listening to the black and white podcast where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth 